Now is your time to fly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and I got my familiar faces back on here this week. We got your boy T.I. in the corner. What's up, Jay Dace? Hey, what's going on, man? How we living, y'all? We living real 305 fancy over here. We got some canes yeah, over here That's all around, whoosh, man. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. There it is. BJ, what's happening? Everything's good, baby. It's a college football season back in full force, and it was a great weekend to watch some, man. It was, man. We beat them uh, them Wildcats, I think it was, down this week, 41-3. Yes, sir. Mm. Uh, 13, 13, 41, 13. 41, 13. It's good tune-up. Good tune-up. Give, give them some. <laughs> I ain't giving them nothing. <laughs> oh, no. No, not, not at all. Not 10 Moving right, at moving all. right along. <laughs> hey, man, the band got a W. <laughs> they can have it. They go. can have it all day. All right, what's happening, baby? I'm sorry. We missed the memo, man. We should have came, caned out, but... uh. Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally missed it. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I have uh, no song this week from a uh, TV show. I Hold have, on, cut the tape. A, <laughs> this was a, a <laughs> long, long week. Uh, I would love to give you guys some um, some TV cartoon sounds for my uh, son, but I'm going to spare you all of that. Uh, so enjoy the show. Thank you for watching. <laughs> hey, man, that's good history, though, man. I, I have a, a few listeners that have told me they do enjoy that segment. Um, I've always been one to wonder when we were going to run out of those shows. Oh, I didn't I, run out. I, I just didn't I ain't saying you did. I'm just wondering <laughs> how long it, it, it can last, though. But that's, that's <laughs> easy. easy. Oh, DJ. I, DJ, Barry, be fresh. What's going on? Um, You know, since Art dropped the ball... <laughs> this football intro. Um, I feel it's only right that I go ahead and pick up the slack, take this thing to the house and score this touchdown with, uh, you know, it's a classic. A lot of people love it. I feel that true legends love the song, but it goes a little something like this. You like to hear, hear it go. <clears throat> it's great to be a Miami Hurricane. It's great. To Yo, be a mind hurricane. Why did we join? I mean, yeah. I was, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was, that my was real long. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Because I was like, oh, well, maybe as they a, did it way back. And, That's and, how they did it back no, in the day. No, no. As, the as, as a coordinator, and, 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 and Diddy and I both were OCs, <laughs> and I expect you to hit that a lot better <laughs> than that. <laughs> It's great to be a Miami, a Miami hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane drag, not the Miami. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I really thought that you were going to come with the move something since you had on the jacket that two like Oh, move something. Oh. Put that Fresh Kid Ice on. That was a great <laughs> Rest in peace, Fresh Kid Ice. He died a couple few weeks yes. ago. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Fresh Kid Ice. Coach K, what's happening, bro? What's going on, man? I've been talking in everybody else's intro, so, you know, <laughs> I'm here, man. I was kind of flat last week, you know. I had some coffee, so I'm ready to go. Got his cold brew, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yes. <laughs> Half cold, but still bold. But still easy, bold. easy. Well, welcome everybody to the 13th floor, man. We want to kick off this show how we ended the last one. You know, last week, last week, we sent out our prayers, condolences, thoughts to those who are dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. This week, we want to do the same thing. Uh, we have offered ways that you can get involved from our Facebook. Uh, pages, but uh, also um, we mentioned last week to do your research. Um, I did a little research over that time period. 
went to the npr.org site. Um, they offered a lot of different resources on the site. All you got to do is go to npr.org, search Harvey Relief, and they'll give you um, a plethora of different organizations in all different facets on how you can get involved and contribute. But they also um, they also give you the option to do the research on your own on these organizations since they aren't endorsing one specific one. CharityNavigator.org is the resource where you do that type of research so you can see which uh, which program or which organization you want to get involved with. Um, but some of them that are still doing work right now, Greater Houston Community Foundation, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the one started by the mayor um, of, of Houston. Uh, you got Global Giving, which is one of the largest global crowdfunding organizations. They're looking to raise $2 million for the Harvey Relief and then your United Way of Houston. So those are just three quick ways you can get involved and get and get active with the Hurricane Harvey Relief. Um, also, though, we want to recognize that today is Labor Day and, you know, myself not knowing anything other than barbecues and cookouts ever since I was a shorty and or it being that extra day before you go back to school or you already started school and this is your extra weekend off. But real quick, man, it's um it's a lot more history behind Labor Day than I was actually aware of. And I came across this just today. So the way it kind of started was this strike way back in the 1800s, 1894. Um, it's called the Pullman Strike. And basically what happened, the workers um, weren't, you know, getting their just due, so they decided to strike or whatever. Uh, however, you know, black workers in this um, business, they weren't allowed to be a part of the strike. So when it was over, we didn't really reap the benefits of anything or, or, of that nature. Um, but come to find out, we have been very involved with labor unions well before this strike. Um, some history goes back to 1838, showing how us as workers in the labor um, unions or whatnot, we're organizing ourselves uh, to be able to, you know, work and re reap the benefits that we were just due. Um, Isaac Myers is a name that came up. Now he was a ship caulker here in Baltimore, born a free slave in 1835. He started um, building ships basically at the age of 16, right? Um, <clears throat> in the late 1850s, white ship caulkers, they went on to strike because at that point in time, the black ship caulkers had become so organized and created their union that they were actually being paid more than some of their white counterparts due to the collective bargaining agreements that they had with the different shipyards in the area. So the white uh, workers, they ended up striking. And of course, we reaped the, you know, I guess we, we, we were taken out of the workforce, basically a thousand black workers, ship caulkers lost their jobs, including Isaac Myers. However, the resiliency in this story and why I feel like it's so important to tell being an untold story within our community is that they didn't just let it die there. So Isaac Myers and his other, um, <clears throat> they formed a co-op basically in Baltimore, ship caulking, where they leased the docks. They formed two companies, Chesapeake Marine Railway and the Dry Dock Company. And they ran it for 20 years successfully before they got out of it. So really, really big as far as our influence in the labor market, as well as after they were finished with that, they were able to start one of the first national black labor unions, um, the Colored National Labor Union, uh, and in which Isaac Myers was the president, first president in 1869, Frederick Douglass, 
was the second president in 1872. Um, really important, our influence within the labor community. Um, they were able, although that union didn't last for but four or five years, they were able to start the conversation about blacks being involved in the white labor unions and start to get that equal treatment. So just a little tidbit, black history for all of our listeners out there, something that kind of goes unnoticed, but yes, it shows our influence within the labor market and Labor Day as a whole. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's all good. Good. Uh, Yeah, wow. yeah. So, so I've been working. No, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, so that's what's one up. Of, one of the other things that you mentioned was the Pullman strike, which the Pullman porters, of which many of them were black males. Right. A lot of them were amongst the first black millionaires in the country because obviously you couldn't talk you couldn't speak because all of the uh passengers were white passengers but they listened to all the conversations especially those that involved economy and things like that and they invested their money together and they ended up becoming some of the first black millionaires in the country wow See? like that wise old owl man the more you uh you more you listen the more you learn man exactly That's exactly that's good, man. So let's go around the table, man. We got this weekend roundup. I think me and Jay the only ones really participating because, you know, you got the, the senior citizens out here just chilling and enjoying the family or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. But, Jay, you went to the Stay Ready Conference here in D.C. this weekend, man. How was it? Oh, man, it was, uh, you know my word, man. You know, it was phenomenal. And, 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 you know what I mean? Phenomenal. It, what it was, was the every, takeaways? Uh, a couple of takeaways. All right. Uh, one takeaway, since we're talking about, talking about millionaires, um, one, only 1% 1 of millionaires are actually 35 or younger, right? So with that, he, and like, uh, I think it was David Shands, he asked that question, like, uh, how many of y'all are 30 or under 35? And like, like I said, not so many people that raised their hand. And he was like, yo, you guys literally, you guys literally just haven't been alive long enough to figure it out. And that, that really hit me because it's like, yo, some, some people are so focused on uh, yo, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, right? But like something like, yo, sometimes you just haven't lived long enough. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just haven't went through enough things in order to get to where you want to be. So that hit me like, uh, it, it really spoke spoke life into me. And another thing uh, E.T. actually said was the, uh, the natural and the unnatural man, right? Uh, so the natural man does what comes easy. Does, does what comes natural. But the unnatural man is always for that, that next challenge. How can he grow as an individual? And, um, and then that really hit me too, because it's easy to do what comes easy, but to step outside that comfort zone and step outside of that, that un, in that unnatural territory, is uh, it's, it just it just shows that you know, just that it just shows you who you are. Right. So, yeah. It was. I mean, obviously, it was a bunch of nuggets. You know right, what I mean? Right. Right. But, no. But you can't. We ain't got time for the you know for the show to, to go. All, <laughs> you know, to go all over them. But no, uh, I like that. Those were two good points. Especially, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that unnatural man, especially with the topic um, we're gonna get into in a little bit um, with depression and mental illness amongst our community. But that unnatural man, mm -hmm. I, I remember that helped me not forget that when we get into it. I got you. Uh, but yeah, man, my weekend was great. Down in the Made in America Festival. Shout out to Title, Jay Z, and all the performers down there, man. We're big supporters here uh, of Title and Jay Z. But um, <laughs> the festival, second time going, this one was much more of an adventure than the first one, um, <laughs> mainly because we drove up. Like, last year, I flew into Philly um, after dropping my son off in, in Florida. Oh, but, I was um, like, 
Yeah, yeah. I from Florida <laughs> to Philly. Yeah, exactly. This year we drove up. So obviously, of course, I'm leaving with the lady or whatever. This is our thing. You know, we've been going the last couple of years and we leave a little bit later than expected, obviously. Mm. But, you know, Fresh can handle that. He understands me. <laughs> but it's also like monsoon because I guess we're getting the remnants of Harvey up mm-hmm. along there so like it's raining all the way up there we gotta stop we gotta get raincoats well i already had my like full body rain suit just from the job or whatever and walking cars in the rain but we gotta stop and get boots for her and a raincoat and everything so we get there a little bit later but the experience though being out there in the rain seeing artists like j cole i was really surprised by sanfa and uh jay-z did his thing on sunday he actually had a performance where he started on the big stage did his thing. He left on a Lincoln Park tribute. And then like 15 minutes goes by and I'm just like, yo, I know he didn't just end the show like that. Like there's no way. <laughs> Somehow or another, this dude gets to the stage like a thousand feet behind you. Cause the way they have it set up, there's five different stages along that Benjamin Franklin Parkway and they're all mm-hmm. set up staggered or whatever. He's at the stage like a thousand feet behind you. And somehow he gets over there and he just opens up and then he brings out Meek Mill and then he's uh, high off the life and everything. So it's like his little encore presentation. But they definitely, definitely put on a great show this weekend. I love it. If you've never been, you'll have a great time. A lot of youngsters out there. So, and it's not really conducive for, you know, my back and uh, a long <laughs> amount of standing that goes on. But um, Solange, I think, was the oh. best act that I saw this year. Right. And I definitely, word up. So, I'm not a Solange, like, fan, quote unquote. I've never really listened to her music. Um, but her music is really good. I hear it all the time from a lady and everything. She's like, oh, you need to listen to her last CD, uh, Seat at the Table, I think yep. it is. She got out there. One, she can sing her behind off. Mm-hmm. First off, so yeah. she's very talented. She does a great job of separating herself from her sister and mm-hmm. what she does. And then the artistry in her performance, like she breaks out into different dances in between songs. And so it was it was really culturally like uh, nourishing, okay. I yep, guess. Yep. And, you know, all of that was just summed up in her. And then, like I said, Sanford kind of surprised me as well, because all of the music that I heard from him up until this point was really like slower tempo you know he has the beats and the the drums and everything in the background but it's almost like stuff that put you to sleep but we get out there man and he's out there rocking and everything so it was it was a great weekend all in all you need, nice. to, coin, you need to coin that term culturally nourishing yeah that was that was that was good that was good <laughs> nice drop. Nice drop. <laughs> we're coming with the fire Hey yeah. man, hey, hey man, it's been a it long was a weekend. Good man. weekend, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, getting into the topic today, what we really want to hit on, man, is definitely depression within our community. Mental illness is what we're going to be focused on between wait, these. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Florida State lost this weekend. Mm. <laughs> before we go any further yeah you can't be going into the sauce yet before hey, we have a real hey, conversation Brent, i'm gonna let you talk, I'm gonna let you right, talk about depression but uh florida state lost this week <laughs> <laughs> says the resident <laughs> hurricane you know what i'm saying the hurricane that's how we gonna push default. it in there though because we know a lot of them florida state friends are I mean, they lost it. I didn't watch the game because I wasn't there. I mean, I was at the concert. So, I mean, I can't really say how much of a fight they put up or whatnot. I don't know when they lost their starting quarterback. They did, get to, they did get to halftime. I think they lost him in the fourth quarter. It was like yeah. 28-7, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but either you, way, Bama was going to put them put them big boys on them and, you know, you, walk them up. Like, this is in Tallahassee, Bama, right? Bama was going to do that. Nah, they played at, um, 
Uh, where they played? In Georgia, They right? played in Georgia. In Atlanta. Yeah. In Atlanta. In- Wherever they played, I don't care. Either way, Florida State lost. I don't know, man. But see, that's not such a good thing for us, though, because yes, I feel like, and I've been saying this for the last six years. I know, whatever. We're gonna beat them this year, so we kind of needed them to beat Alabama, so they have that uh, higher ranking ranking when they get around to us. But they're not gonna drop too much because they were number three at the time. But a couple things in that equation. I saw that because Gina was asking the whole about the whole ranking system this weekend. I was trying to explain it to her because she had no idea. She just they got a number. So uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she told me she never she, she ain't watching another podcast, so she ain't never gonna see this. So I don't care. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so she because she was like, so does all the other other teams just they just show up to twenty five and everybody else is just ranked up to infinity? I'm like. That's not really how it works, but <laughs> sure. you got conferences. You got yeah. Let's go with that for now. Exactly. But, it, but if if Bama and Florida, you got number one and number three team playing each other. No matter what happened, Florida State had, would have to beat Bama and went out the entire season in order to catch that plate back up. Bama yep. could Bama could have lost to Florida State and still ended up in the top one or two position by the end of the season. Oh yeah, by the end of the season, absolutely. However, yeah. when they talk, when they put in the when they get into the uh, strength of schedule rankings and all of that other stuff, because they would have beaten Bama and we would have beaten them, you know, Bama mm-hmm. probably would have dropped number two, Florida State would have went to number one and it would have stayed there. Um, but if when we would have beat them, uh, whenever we played them, I think it's like the end of this month, like the 27th? Yeah, 16th, we played them 16th, on the 16th. 16th. 16? Oh, yeah. So when we beat them, then we would have gotten like that it. edge because I think we started like the, we started, we had 13 or 16? Eight, 18. We, we were 18. 18. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, either way, so we we moving on up over here. And yeah, you know, um, nobody wishes the injury on, on anybody. And, I, and, and oh, me personally, I, I hate it because just like I think you were about to say, the fact that I, I hate having to, you know, have a victory with a, that's tarnished. You know that has that asterisk right. next to it, where hey, yeah. they're going to be able to say, "Well, you know, our starting quarterback exactly. wasn't really there, and you guys just beat him because we had a freshman." I don't want all of that. Meanwhile, we got a first-year quarterback as well. Right. <laughs> so, anyway. first-year starting quarterback. First-year yeah. starting year. Yeah, that was a second yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, buddy's a redshirt freshman. Right. Uh, hey, side note: uh, Florida lost the ball too. Yeah, 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 but nobody cares about Florida. Like until you play them, they always come back. Listen, I never count out Florida. They're always in there somewhere, just poking their head. We like never. We play them like every three or four years. Yeah, like they took them off the schedule. They they took us off. They took (laughs) us all the off. Yeah. Yeah. They and then the rivalry know. with us, well, we, Florida, it's like 2019, 2020, they come back. They on come back. Yeah. 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 The same. The same. But like we said, those Florida, Florida State fans. They got tired. <laughs> they got tired of that mascot getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yes, out to sir. Sebastian. Sebastian. Y'all know what I love about Sebastian, man. And then we're gonna get into the topic, man. But uh <laughs> Sebastian, man, when he does that that beat grip. Uh-huh. That junk for whatever reason, man, has Let me tell you. laughing. It gets me like the hypest. I when I first little, saw little it, known fact about Be Fresh, my um geez, was that my sophomore year? You were the mascot? Yes, I, it was your sophomore year. I went and tried oh, out, and like, man. yeah, they were they they were so in love with me, yo. It was hilarious. I could definitely see you doing it. I only did it for a little bit though because they wasn't really <laughs> paying you. 
and you had to like <laughs> do it for like yeah the schedule's crazy you didn't really get no money and then on top of that it was like you had to do it for like almost a year before you could even get like uh, hopefully get some type of scholarship money or so yeah and like, give you like stipends and, or whatever and they knew no. we would have gotten a lot more fights yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We would have got a lot less TV time because they were like, man, you can't be gyrating all up in front of (laughs) (laughs) they cheerleaders like that. (laughs) Take that, take that, take that. All that pelvic thrusting. You cannot do all those pelvic (laughs) thrusting. But that was Miami, though. That was Miami. That's the crib, man. You got to love it. You got to love it. But yeah, man, we want to get into this topic centered around, you know, depression and how it affects our community, mental illness and how it affects our community. Art brought it up last weekend and I really appreciated that because like the light bulbs just kind of went off. And, you know, it's crazy how, you know, depression, it's a mood disorder. Um, Clinically diagnosed, you got to suffer from the symptoms for somewhat up to two weeks. However, within our community, man, I feel like we all enter that mode for a certain period of time in life for different reasons or what have you but we all or some of us are able to deal with it a little bit better than others and we able to find ourselves out of those situations but i think what we really want to accomplish here uh, today is building that that starter block that foundation because what you won't have happen two months amongst our group black males is this type of conversation and how we had to deal with our emotions or what we may through. And I've said it before, man, the best thing about this group here, the Beacon Squad, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, whatever we decide to go by whenever we're out and about, is that we're always here as a supporting group for one another through whatever we have. And a lot of us, sometimes we may have that situation and we don't take advantage of it because of different, you know, different uh, things on how we were brought up the way we were taught or what have you. But um, depression, it, it really affects us, man. It affects 17 million people in the U.S. Um, I was on the, the APA, uh, American Psychiatric Association website today. African-Americans, 20% more likely to deal with the effects of depression. Also, 20 to 30% more likely to deal with it through self-medication, and that could be a variety of different things. It could be alcohol, it could be illicit drugs, whatever, to try to cope with it. Um, as, one of the- as, as Jay starts doing this. Mm. You feel me? Mm. Mm. So, <laughs> just so I had a random nose itch. T-I-A-K-A, sugar booger. But not only that though. A-K-A, Bobby Brown. But there also isn't a lot of research devoted just towards African-American men and a large reason behind that is probably because we don't seek that professional help. We Willingness don't. to cooperate, yep. I right. think I think it's not just the seeking, but I think initially, as males, you are kind of pushed into uh, man, suck it up. Nobody exactly. wants to hear about that. Get get you know get together. You this is what you got to do. If you're going to be a man, this is the way it is. Just suck it up. And we lose being able to, um, you know, have a conversation about our feelings and, and understand that it's okay to talk about, you know, what made you upset and, and get it out on the table so you can understand, you know, a lot of times how insignificant it really is and that, you know, life still goes on. But if you're always packing stuff into this box, eventually that box is swollen and, it, and you know, it's going to explode o- open. And a lot of times people don't, take the opportunity to speak with somebody or have somebody to speak with to be able to get, you know, your emotions out and just, you know, be able to talk through your feelings. 
Yeah, right. You don't want to be. A, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. No, I'm just saying you don't want to be. Uh, it's, it's hard to be vulnerable. Um, like it's it's a scary thing when you when you open yourself up. You kind of you're you're exposed. You know, people can see you for what you really are, which is human. But you don't really want to be seen as that, especially as a male. You don't want to be seen as seen as that because when you're when you show that human side of you, it's uh it, it's 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 kind of like you. The funny thing is, it's not hard. It's just learn that it's supposed to be kind of yeah, yeah exactly. Because exactly. the more that you do it, behavior. the more that you realize it allows you to be a lot more comfortable. It's just like you know, um, being somebody who lies to your spouse. You know, it, it's the comfort of if you always tell the truth, even just in life. You don't have to sit there second guessing and trying to remember what was a lot. That's right. On top of this, and move this around. Like you have a, a, a different level of comfort and ability to live and and not have additional stress. I think that most people's thought process needs to be around on how can I deflect, you know, stress possibilities. And when you sit there and are built in these lives, are built in the, you know, I'm just shooting it away or I'm, I'm not feeling like talking about it. You put yourself back into that space. And I feel like it's just something that's not ingrained in our community right. at all. And there are certain pressures that you feel as a black male because what you always constantly hear is that the black female is the backbone of uh, the black community. So then you feel that added pressure of if something's wrong with you because you already have that label of we're lazy, we're this, we're that. We don't, we don't provide for our families. You want to keep going because you want to put up that I'm strong. Right. And you never end up being able to express what you're feeling because one, who are you going to express it to? Right. Um, you, you want to turn to your spouse, your partner, and be able to express it to them, but then you're fearful for what they're going to think of you now. Are they going to call you soft? Or, you know, they're going to tell you to man up. You, you don't want to talk to your boys because your boys would be like, man, you're crazy, man. Here, yeah. come on. We got this white henny. Let's go. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, it's just a thing that we don't have an established if this, then that. And that's not just for mental health. It's also for just physical health, whatever it may be. Um, it's just something that's just not ingrained in us. And then you think about money. Oh, I'm going to have to pay this money or this copay or maybe I don't even have insurance. And you don't know what your options are. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we're, we're we're just so uninformed that we don't know how to move forward. You brought up several good points. Go ahead, go ahead for uh, Faison. No, I mean I just wanted to. I guess I don't want to take it off because you brought to go to a point, but my point, but it pulls back uh, Diddy's and Carol. So go ahead and throw yours, and I'll see if I see if it connects back together. Well, I was just gonna say he brought out. You made a lot of good points. One about the financial aspect of it. One about the uh, the social aspect of it. Um, and a lot of what we do is what um, uh, some of my research found is called psycho psycho social coping. And basically, what it is is like we're in our heads. We get around our friends, and those coping mechanisms, like that bottle of white Hennessy, become how we deal with it. We suppress or we just push past it because, like you said, it's almost we cat- we put ourselves in a category of being weak when it comes to expressing any type of emotional distress. And then if you don't get that support that you want from your partner, um, and that was something that it took me a while to learn. Like th- some of like my partner, Chris, she begged for me to, you know, be more emotionally vulnerable, open up, tell me how you feel, you know what I'm saying? And it just took forever for me to get to a spot where I could actually do that. But that's because it's a learned behavior. Like I've never been given that example, you know, when I was, in my depressed state amongst my peers 
But the way we handled it was distractions. I need to get distracted. I need to get my mind off of it. Don't worry about it. That whatever, you know, that toxic relationship that you were dealing with or the fact that you just lost your job, all of these things that are feeding my sense, uh, my lower sense of self-worth. We're like, oh, you know, we're going to get this bottle. We're going to go find some something to take your attention off of it. And we're just going to kind of go from there. Faison, you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, that's, I just kind of rewinding it back to to when that all started. So as as kids, we're, we we don't get a chance to be just boys, you know, like kind of Kara mentioned it, like you, you kind of grow up and the first thing you do is you got to man up. You say, you got to man up, you got to do this process. And that starts, you know, way when you're a kid, like you go from being a newborn to a little man. You don't get, like there's a big gap that's being lost that you get missing when you get a chance to be little boy who's just growing up being a boy and going through that process and like that's what i'm trying to do now with non is just exactly. people come to me they always say hey little man like no, no no hey little boy because he needs to understand how it is to be a little boy and grow up and just not have that pressure of being something bigger right now and when time comes he'll grow there but a lot of us you know if you didn't have dad at home you have to become that little man because you had your mom there with you and i'm one like i'm a, i had my dad there he left had my stepdad come in and it was all there but you still got to be the man of the house when dad's not there or when stepdad, you know, go out to work. So that changes everything. And I just want to make sure that that if anyone's out there who has kids now, like let them let them be children. Let them be little boys, let them be little girls. Don't force them and rush them on to the next step because they want to grow faster or they aren't moving according to the internet's blog system saying you got to be doing this. Let them just be kids. Again, they'll grow into the ability to have not maybe grow into their role of depression because they've got the chance to enjoy themselves, learn their emotions, and grow slowly. So you hit on something that was key there, and I promise you, Brett, we're not going to get too far off topic because this could be something totally different. But you're right. Broken homes create that because as a male child, I was nine years old, and I knew how to write I knew how to write the checks to pay the bills for the month, mm-hmm. right? I was sitting there ironing all my clothes already. Mm-hmm. And that's just a pressure situation that you get yourself into. And I was talking to somebody about this earlier today where his mom isn't married at this point and he's older. So he's, you know, our, our ages, with the exception of you, Jay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's almost to a, a point now where his mom almost treats him like he's the husband, like he's married, mm. but his mom puts so much pressure on him to still provide for her and be involved. And, you know, that's just something that's so common. So again, all those pressures that come in on you and now look, you're married, Art, I'm married. We both have came from single parent homes. Mm-hmm. We have responsibility to our wives. And at some point you have that battle between your mom and your wife. And that creates a whole nother set of stress. And it's who do you go talk to about that? You can mm-hmm. talk to your wife about that because that's going to kind of empower her on how she feels about your mom. You can't go talk to your mom because now your mom feels some type of way about your wife. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where she's like, okay, who do you talk to about that? And all these are things that you probably should go seek out some type of professional help because you probably need to start talking about things all the way back from when you were growing up as a kid and things that you missed out on that you didn't get to do, things that you don't understand. To this day, I don't understand why my father was not there. Why, why wasn't he there? What, mm-hmm. what was the issue? 
and these are things that my mom and I have never spoke about spoke about us what was the real issue why why wasn't he there and I know that somewhere in here that's something that resonates with me still to this day and then that now affects how I interact with my son correct mm-hmm. that's right? huge yeah I mean it's and it just keeps going it's a cycle and it's the cycle and, and that's exactly it's the cycle but that's exactly what we're trying to break here with the 13th floor, especially with this this episode, man. We want to get out of that silo, get out of that cycle. And we want to be a living, breathing example of, hey, yes, we're a group of six plus men, six men right now, but we're going to have this conversation centered around our bouts with depression in our lives. We're going to have this conversation centered around you know, well, maybe not today with the wife and the mom thing, but we'll have that conversation just to show our listeners, our men out there that this is this is here for you. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is how we can handle these situations so we can take better care of our bodies because this depression thing, this anxiety stuff, this stress, all of that is all grouped into one thing, even though they're very separate and distinct illnesses, they wreak havoc. On havoc earlier somebody said you explode but i think in most cases you implode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. implode you do. You do. and then you don't know how that affects your health and what that creates and what kind of environment that creates internally which, which then leads to other health issues uh which we're not going to get into right now but right. It, it's mm-hmm. all connected you know when you talk about hypertension blood pressure uh high blood all pressure yep all yep. of that stuff is somehow related to, to what we go through and then so you, you even go uh further than that like after you after you basically uh, implode into yourself um like a dark hole if you will then you start to suck others into that as well your loved ones when you don't even mean to but others are affected uh your children maybe your your, your spouse uh your parents your your siblings uh, it's, so it's definitely uh the snowball effect Absolutely. So, so Jay, what was that word you used earlier? The unnatural man? Yeah, the unnatural and the natural man. Who's going to be the first one to jump off the ledge and be the unnatural man to share their experience today? Probably. I, I have no problem doing that. <laughs> um, so, so, and, and, uh, Cheryl and, and, and Fresh knows this very well, but when I get into, uh, let's say a funk, uh, you know, it takes, a long time to get there. I'm talking years of just, you know, it's fine, don't worry, push away. I guess you could say, Carol will say suppress. I'll say not hold a grudge. Um, either way, it's it's being packaged and put into a box somewhere and just left and left and left. And then there's a point where it goes into, okay, well, I just need to detach. So I'll just go missing for days a week not missing as in the family i'll still do my work i'll still do what i do but i'm just Me going too. through emotions i'm i'm here but i'm not here um and that happens to me and what happens to me probably uh, like a week and a half ago and i've probably been distant you know you probably haven't seen much from me in, in our chat or anything going forward i'm just kind of listening but observing and uh you know have no idea where it came from just i guess just the one thing it's a Gemini trait. It's a Gemini trait. I don't know. Because, yeah, it, yeah I, it, I call it the Gemini, like, just like two-faced in this. And not to say that we're two-faced, but it, it, it would just be, uh, I just need to clock out for a little bit. like, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, get in any arguments with anybody. But just right now, I'm in a space of I need to separate and just kind of chill with myself. 
Definitely, so Jim. When you take it, that, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, and, and it wasn't just like family. Like it, this, this is I turned my boss, and and I was like, I'm I'm tired of of going out and them and doing these things, and for people who don't want to do anything with it. So it, it came really full circle when it, you know it took time to get there, but it was just like. I mean, I'm literally glad that I'm taking in two weeks, you know, with the birth of AC, uh, I'll get a month off. So luckily I have paternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) I I have paternity leave uh, coming up. So I'll get that month to totally recharge, just focus on, you know, baby and family. But it it was at at a point where I was like, should I start to look? Should I start to figure out something else I want to do? Because I can't keep putting in my all and not getting it back. That's what it seems to me. And it may not seem like my outside because I'm going to always give the energy they need. But I'm just like, I. it's, it's to the point where I'm giving more than people who who actually own businesses are giving back to me. And it doesn't make any sense. Hey, like I always say, you're never going to get it back until you're the owner. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, it's always going to be that way. You're always going to reach that point when you realize, wait a minute, man, I'm over here busting my ass. Right. You know, for this guy, and he's just sitting back, counting mm-hmm. bread. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I can find another one. Oh no, you can't. But you, <laughs> you may think that you can, but no, you can't. And and see, here's the situation. I, I don't want to get off of sharing, but in a lot of cases, what has happened is whoever that boss is or whatever, they're going to a counselor. They're going to a therapist, and their their way of dealing with their stress is that they just delegate it to you. I'm just gonna let yep. Art worry about it. Art's, exactly. there. Art's gonna stay awake at night and think about it. I'm gonna sleep like a baby. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so side note, my boss is fine. It's the owners of the stores. <laughs> my boss and I get along well. We are we are good to go. I'm not sure. she's not on Facebook, but <laughs> but she we're does listen to the podcast. How you doing, boss? <laughs> I'll be back for my Jamba Juice. I need those vouchers. That was hypothetical, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know, you know, my friend oh, the, who has there's you know, people yeah. definitely that. <laughs> but in your in your situation though, so when you actually were, you know, you you let it build up. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best way to handle it, and you you recognize that. You know, but when you are actually able to express that to your ownership or whomever you were able to express it to, how much more of that, how much of that weight was like lifted? Like how much better do you feel about the app? I don't know if I even like still truly expressed it. I kind of like, I let some gas out of the tank, I guess. I, I kind of gave, yeah, I gave I, I, I gave some, I like, you know, the tire was starting to inflate too much. It was 32 PSI, I'm at the 40. I kind of mm-hmm. bring it back down to 29, just enough to I can still keep riding. So like I gave a little bit to Kay, talked to my wife a little bit, and then I just literally walked and watched a movie and just like put it all out and then that's it. So is it all gone? No, it's still some in there. Right. And I, I gotta figure out how to how to release the remaining, but I can feel when it's when the, the temperature's rising and I, I use this, I just stop working completely. I'll like watch YouTube, I'll like literally procrastinate for the rest of the day and then tomorrow it's back down to 29 and then I just start working again. So it's, it's this the whole time. I mean, well, this is for see it on camera now. It's like this. <laughs> so the whole time and I haven't figured out how to get that, get down to the starting point of the ride. It's still going through the hills. How about you, Fresh? Um, I would say my, my first bout of depression was probably right after college when, um, the day he me. almost broke my car window. 
So uh, <laughs> me and yeah, well, you know, I'm not. Um, I haven't had. You know, I could probably tell you I've, I've maybe had five girlfriends, like official girlfriends, <laughs> in my lifetime. And so in college, I had a, a girlfriend who I was with for three years. And, um, you know, there was a lot of signs at the end when we were about to break up. First off, I think it really uh, went downhill when um, I went out to St. Louis and we could not uh, get along with her dad and his thought process on uh, what type of summer jobs we should have in, in that situation. But that's a whole nother awesome story. We can definitely tell that one later. Anywho, we've actually talked about that. We, we talked think, about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome, <laughs> wonderful. Um, but after uh, the breakup, uh, I was, you know, nobody ever feels good after a breakup. But I was kind of okay, whatever. So, as Carol was saying, we were driving in the car, and this is just broke up. So now I'm at the apartment we shared together by myself. Really, ain't got nothing because um, she pretty much owned all the furniture and stuff in there. So as we're driving to go get haircuts, I'm um, talking to a friend that, that worked at the University of Miami, and she brought up the fact that she saw my ex-girlfriend walking with her, um, the homeboy who was, you know, the questionable dude at the end of our relationship that then all of a sudden um, she was like, yeah, and, uh, you know, from what I heard, they, you know, they, they together. So I'm just like, yo, we broke up like last week. Like, what do you mean they together? What are you talking about? So I'm like, let me go ahead and call and get it from the horse's mouth. Oh, boy. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing? What's good? Nothing. Um, what you calling me? <laughs> nah, you know, I was just, you know, <laughs> I was, uh, I'm driving in the car, you know, I was talking to Angela on the phone, you know, she was talking about how everybody was out of the thing yesterday at the event. Yeah, and I was just, uh, you know, wondering if, uh, you know, you were there with anybody because she said that you was there with, uh, what's his name? Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> um, And they said that you go together. Uh, we do. <laughs> I went to like DEFCON 6, punching <laughs> stuff in Carol's car. Ooh, Yo, I, I probably went from a Jamaican Dom Dada all the way to like uh, Nino Brown. Like I just went through every like hard person I could think of, called her every name in the book, blacked out. Ah. So I get to, um, we get to the shop. Then I had to be like, hey bro, I, I'm gonna need you to calm down. Yo, I was <laughs> fire hot sauce. more problems if you break my window. Fire hot salty. So um, got there, I called my dad. And, and tell him the situation, and he's pretty much just like, like what happened? What like, what you do? <laughs> Suck it up. You know Typical I mean? response, right? Typical response. Suck it so up. So I went ahead. Go do some push-ups. Exactly. Pretty much. Sweat it get out. It off the chest. Get it. Get it out of you. Now you come on. You be assistified. Now you get it out. You. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a you good gotta one. you gotta sweat that out. Um. So after that, I went ahead and called and I apologized to her, but let her know still though that she wasn't much of anything that. in my eyes. I, I did call, I did, I did, I called, I apologized for, uh, so I know it makes the story so much worse. I left it like that, <laughs> click. Uh, <laughs> but long story long, after that, I definitely faced depression of just the, 
I didn't have no, just graduated, didn't have a job, you know, a career, didn't know what was going on, was just about to start. Like I couldn't, I didn't know what I was about to do. And I'm sitting in this house. I remember all I had was a, a blow up mattress and a, um, a TV and they uh, didn't have cable, but I had the Simpsons um, like collection DVD and I had oh, a gut. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All in pieces in uh fifths of hand. No, no, no. He was heavy and happy. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens though, man. I have a friend who went through the same situation. I mean, it, it seems it's crazy how a lot of that stuff stems from that relationship breakup and everything else. But a similar situation, man. But, he fell into the But I, I don't want to go too far because we we kind of skirting around like some of the issue, right? Some of the issue was is that you you've been you've broken up, and some people it's divorce, and you end up with somebody else. But you now feel inferior. You feel it's like self reflection. There, there is what, something wrong with me, and that's why this person. That's left. what. Well, it, it's always and especially my shock was the progression of the next move in the not as cool, not as fresh as me. What, what you mean <laughs> that you is dealing with this dude like that's Crazy really and then it, it just like Carol said the self reflect what just because of this yeah what who looking is at he better self. yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's what happens and then especially like I said I'm now in the house that we shared together looking at these walls with the visions of you know her walking through the house Listen but now all of a Thomas. sudden. He's chasing her through the house. <laughs> and it's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man. all too familiar place. All wow. too familiar place. But yeah, definitely, you still here? Like you here today? What did that right. pro- man? We're still here. But here's the question, Fresh. Did you ever deal with those feelings? Right. What was that process like? Um. Yeah. It's funny during that time being able to speak to my dad, being able to speak to friends, especially like uh, my best friend Sammy, and and talking it out and understanding um, some people are in your life for seasons and and not getting caught up in in losing what you learn about yourself and the experience that I had with her, and to get over thinking that it's supposed to be some type of you know lifelong journey that it's okay that there are going to be people that are only in you know for that moment absorb the lesson that you got from them understand and and take the gems in order to move forward and being able to understand that hey as much as you think so dude you're not perfect you know what i mean and and being okay with that and understanding that you know i have faults but hey i got good sides too it's okay this is life Right, and I think I mean one of the it's two things I take from that man. One is knowing your your self worth, man, and knowing that in that type of specific situation, that uh, yeah, you may just not be the one for that person. But the other thing I got from that is, uh, you know, you mentioned your father the first time you called him. And yeah, I can imagine my father reacting the same way. It's just a girl. You're we're young at the time. They know that uh, the the women that we're dealing with at the time aren't probably the women that we're going to be be with for the rest of our life. But the <laughs> second time. You know, you called him. He was there for that support system, man. I think that that that's what's most important, man. Reaching out and finding those uh, support partners in, in all of these situations. 
Yeah, and hey, look, I'll just roll right on after that. But so in my particular situation, it was when I went through divorce. And these some of these guys can tell you, like, we were always together. We were always, as in us, the guys, the fellas. Um, and then I was just totally isolated once Peace I got out. out. Once Was I got married, married, out. Yeah. Once I got oh married, I was totally God. isolated. Mm-hmm. And when everything was going on, well, I couldn't turn to them because one, I was the first one in the crew to get married. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't lend any information, any advice to me at all. Uh, two, the nature in which it happened was just so, uh, I don't know, VH1. <laughs> lifetime story if there's a lifetime channel from the next and like once I get to that point of what in the hell I I yeah you're not gonna see me for a while because anybody could be a casualty once I get past that point and I was at that point and that's when I, I relocated, which just so happened to come at the same time. So I'm in a place I've never been by myself. And I have an apartment that I pay rent at, but I don't own anything. I don't even have an air mattress. I had a sheet I used to put on the floor and sleep for almost a year. No TV, no nothing. All I had was a computer and music. <laughs> Like Ninja Warrior over here, mm-hmm. <laughs> she yeah. on the floor, and I slept like this. <laughs> You're not too far from the truth, um, but again, it's it's okay. You have your mother, but you know your mother's always going to be on your side, and she's not necessarily going to yep. give you the steps, right? Plus, mm. here's my mother is a multiple time divorcee, um, so she can't really relate of course again i'm her son she's gonna side with me uh my my dad not my biological father but my dad um who i might as well be my biological father um yeah he's giving me information and whatnot but again for anybody to fathom what what had happened i mean there were so many you go back and you start reflecting i let go of these people for you right not mm-hmm. just talking about past relationships, but also I changed the nature of my involvement with my friends for you. And now you've you've totally disrupted my world. And there was just nobody, nobody. Um, there was no Hennessy White. I was just on regular Hennessy. That was probably <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I had in the house. I didn't have any groceries, no nothing, but there was a bottle of Hennessy. And you know, I wasn't to the point where I was an uncontrollable drunk, but right. that's, how I, that's how I went to sleep at night because I developed insomnia. I had insomnia for a very long time when I, I just didn't sleep. I would come that home brain, That brain going, gets to tick in and going. Mm-hmm. But uh, a total side note here, if you are in a relationship where your lady or your spouse wants to start um, isolating you from your friends and family, unless they are toxic to you, you know, Sorry. beating you up, you know, or, or you know, stealing from you, whatever dishonest blah 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 Fine. but if they are trying to isolate you from your friends and family instead of engaging and trying to be more a part of their life that is a red flag yeah mm-hmm. there's, a sign. there's a sign there so uh, unfortunately what happens is um we get into situations knowing that we're damaged and we get into it with other people mm-hmm. 
And there's no way that that situation could ever be whole because you have one person that's damaged, one person may be whole, but then you start to damage that other person. And unfortunately, the way that we deal with things, so in that time that I was gone, and you said hello to me, it was on. And <laughs> it didn't matter if it was on for two hours, two days, just know that it was temporary and it wasn't gonna last forever because I wasn't willing to take that chance again. So my depression, and I know at this point it was depression, and I've never really opened up and spoke to any about it because I, I, I'll, I'll be totally transparent. Is Look, I can't just go to a regular therapist exactly. or a non-minority therapist and they understand. Truly exactly understand, where coming from. yes. Like, you, you don't understand. Like, I've got some things that by default, just by birth, that I have as issues. Mm -hmm. And then I have the stuff that since I've been born that I've created for myself. Yeah. You can't yeah. relate from my point of view. There's no way you can talk me through that. Period. Right. And then in today's world with medication, you know, people want to put you on medication. You're right. It's like, look, I don't, I don't, I don't need a prescription for that. You know, I, I mean, told you, I, I told you I had a bottle of Hennessy at home. I could, <laughs> I, mean, I just, yeah. need, I just yeah. need to not overdose. Right. Yeah. But th there's so many things out there that, you know, people don't understand. And that's one of the beautiful things about this podcast is that you now get to look into the mind of minority males, men of color, black men, whatever you want to term it. And we're talking about some things that nobody's ever heard us talk about before. Right. Like if, if you've listened to the uh, 444 footnotes, you hear some of it in there. Right. There's a lot of the, what we're talking about, but to talk about it at this point and actually put ourselves out there, totally different. Totally different, man. And I mean, totally different. Great, man. Really so, appreciate it. Go ahead. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I, look, I know. Look, I got mommy, daddy issues, divorce issues. You know, I got so much stuff that work work issues. You know, as uh, Faison said, you, you, you working harder than people that own the business and you look at people that don't even work as hard and they get promoted and mm. money Crazy. and all types of things. It's just like, how does that work? Right. right? Like these people don't move results the way I move results. Yeah. So, so all of that is a, is a factor. And look, if you bring that home, you already got issues at home. So you're just compounding issue upon issue. Right. And it's like, okay, you, you got, you, you building, you building something. Building the bomb. Some people mm -hmm. don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And they they take some routes that you didn't know until it's too late. Yeah. Exactly, man. So I mean we shared a few of our experiences here. Um we definitely highlighted some great things and we've also been human. We've seen some of the things that are detrimental, like the bottle, like the silo, like the isolation. And you know, we're not gonna just leave it there. Like that's why I say definitely make sure you tune in with us next week. Um so that we're gonna put it all together because we're gonna have our licensed professional, Renshawn Miller, come on. He's a founder of the You Stress Inc. as well as uh, Let's Talk About It Walk. All of these things. He's a big advocate for mental health amongst our group, the black male community. He's also been one that has struggled with mental illness as well. Um, he's a licensed professional now, holds a master's in the field. So he's gonna be coming on to talk with us next week. But as we wrap it up, man, what we want you to understand throughout this conversation um, some of the things we want you to understand is 
I, I guess I should say, is that no two people are alike when it comes to how they're affected by depression. So there's not a one size fits all when it comes to how you deal with it. Each one of us put out different things and how we dealt with it. Some of them good, some of them bad, some of them in between. But the biggest thing that you can do is ask for help. Seek that clinical help, that uh, professional help if you feel you're in such a in, a in a dire situation but some of the other things you can do beyond just that clinical or professional help things like being active exercise um spend time with people your loved ones spend time with your family um the biggest thing that they say is you know try not to isolate yourself don't sit in a room where it's just you and those four walls because you'll drive yourself insane and then thoughts right and, uh, you know, don't expect everything to change overnight. You know, you got to remember, and this is typically with any process, but, you know, it, it took a little while for you to get to this state. So it's going to be a gradual improvement in your emotional stability. It's not going to happen immediately, but as long as you put in that work in, you're seeking that professional help, you'll definitely see, you know, the changes soon to come. Um, we put it out there last week. We definitely want to offer that same assistance, man. You, As long as you continue to educate yourself, on the effects of depression, you can always call for immediate assistance. That hotline number, 1-800-273-8255. They will definitely be there to listen to you, to hear you, to help you out. Um, but we all definitely want to put that out there. Guys, I definitely want to thank you all for sharing, you know, your, your stories and everything. Shouts hey, hey. to Logic. He got a song yeah. about um, depression and suicide we talked about yeah. last week. Yeah. Shout out. Also we also going to try to get, you know, we try to get a cane on here whenever we can. We got a Purvis Taylor. Uh, we're going to try to get him on here next week as well. Never so. nervous Purvis. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and he's got a great story as well. So you definitely want to tune in to part two of this conversation um, next week. And hey, look, start the conversation. You know, if you're mm -hmm. somebody out there that, that you're having difficulties, troubles, start the conversation. That That is the key. <clears throat> yes, sir. Also, want to say it real quick before you bounce, because a lot of us in situations we have groups of friends, or we had that one friend that everybody seems to kind of go to, whatever. But don't forget, man, they got this stuff going on in their life too. So don't don't feel bad for checking on that person who's always being the backbone or shoulder and stuff for everybody else, because they got stuff too, and maybe they're just masking it to hide it from you guys too. Maybe that's their way of, of just putting it out there, not putting it out there and getting over and letting everybody else feel like they're being a part of everything. So check in with those people as well that they're um, always there for everybody else. Make sure you keep them um, lifted up as well. Awesome, man. So now we're gonna move it on over to Faison, man. Arts Corner. We looking for Arts Corner. Do, know, right? do, boom, do, so, Arts Corner. Boom, do, boom, do, Arts hey, Chris, Corner. you gotta work on that jingle, boom, 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 Right, yes. Arts <laughs> Corner. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, uh, so this this week's this week's corner is a shout out to to all the Northeast um, you know residents, and I, I'm not counting Virginia as Northeast because the weather differentiates i'm sorry but labor day I is mean, officially still south so there you go so labor day officially means this is the beginning of the cold season school starts the weather trees change a part of your soul leaves you so <laughs> my corner is that this is the point in time and labor day is joyous last day barbecue officially yep. if it's still warm you may get some more in there but to the official last big barbecue uh before uh before winter 
Mm. It's coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> winter so, is coming. My, my corner is preparation for winter. You start to bring up your coats. You start to go down in the basement and unpack all those things. Bring up the sweaters out the closet. Uh, yeah, man. I, I already miss you, Summer. I appreciate you. You were you were you were a little stingy this, this year. A little stingy. You made us work this time. Uh, but I, I miss you, and uh, hopefully you have a nice warm fall. Dear Summer. No, man, I, I thought it was, I thought I was, it was a pretty good summer. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was a horrible summer. From based on last year with the rain and the cold, it, was, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a lot but sure, in Maryland, you're good. Remember, you're, you're about 10 yeah, degrees warmer. Yeah, yeah. Up here, yeah, it was it was cold. <laughs> but keeping, keeping in line with today's topic, please don't forget to check your vitamin D levels. Uh, that mm -hmm. is actually a real thing. It does cause depression at this time of year in the north. Yes, uh, yes. And when it's overcast a lot and you don't go outside, um, real, real thing. Check your vitamin D levels. That's mm. that was going to be my story. We'll say that for another time. But a real firsthand example of the seasonal depression and realizing how it was affecting my life when I moved back home for that like seven. Well, how long did I go home? Four years. So um, it is a real thing. Seasonal depression, is a real thing. So as you start doing that, um, make sure, make sure you're talking to people because it will eat you inside out. I'm telling you, man, that first leaf falls. True. That first brown leaf, you see it falls to the ground, you're just like, Yeah, it's no! terrible, man. Moving from <laughs> Miami to here and realizing it gets dark at 4.30. Uh, the sun doesn't yes. come out for Swabby months don't at a time. Nowhere. Yeah, seasonal depression. I'm right there with you, BJ. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Moving right Going along. Nowhere. The fresh one, man. Fresh jam of the week, baby. I'm happy because I'm surprised, man. What you got for me? Ooh, left it a surprise. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know, I was going to go ahead in my tribute to uh, Miami, even though I messed up our war chat. You know, I was going to go ahead and be like, let me go ahead and take it back. Get this Will Smith popping, you know, party in the city with the heat is all. But, uh... <laughs> I went ahead and, and I'm going with some new flavor. It's still Miami, though, because it's still that Spanish flavor. So I don't know if y'all can see that. But this is my man, Nori Ega Uno Mas. Nori, wow. Is it hey, good? How I saw appropriate, it pop up. How appropriate that, you know, Uno Mas means one more. One more. And, you one know, more. that's what we're looking for is one more victory. Let's go, Canes. Keep this thing moving. Oh, y'all can hear that? All right, let's see. <laughs> This is Nori and I think you need a little I respect the fact that he only had to do like four bars. Right. Whether it's more like a Pharrell song, but, you know, it's that summertime thing. Like Art said, you know, final barbecues, definitely a summertime fine event. 
He is not Miles. He's the same Nori as he was when he first. Oh hit. yeah. What 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 what? <laughs> like Uno Moss again on title. As we said, we support title, but Uno Moss by my man Nori, uh, featuring Pharrell. It kind of feels more like Pharrell featuring Nori, but either way, it's still the fresh jam of the week. Y'all go check it out. Hollywood. I'm gonna check that one out, man. I don't know. I might have to put me hinte a little bit above that one. Uh, yeah, I was like, I th- hey, me hinte is a hard. That I think me hinte came hit out hit. at a good time, though. I think <laughs> if he would have pushed this up a, a little bit, months. that's a summertime record, just like yeah, me hinte yes. was. And, and, and yeah. when you hear that me hinte, I, yes, we're not even gonna get to that. But you see, I've been <laughs> on my Spanish flavor, you know, because we are international love here. We there take it all the way coast to coast, up yeah. down. Left, right, side to side. We're going to do some Swahili stuff next week. Holla at boy. <laughs> <laughs> Coach K, man, what you got for the people, baby? Uh, the people, listen. That depression uh, that we talked about is the real deal. Uh, please understand that forget about cancer, forget about prostate, you know, just forget about all those illnesses that you hear about that, that kill us. The real deal is depression. Uh, and, and there are so many studies out there that say that depression is probably the number one killer compared to anything else, maybe even combined. And I once heard somebody say, I can't remember who it was, but they said, whatever you don't deal with as an adult, you, you, you leave to your children to deal with. Right. I, I said a version of that and I heard somebody else say it. Uh, and, and I just think, look, even if you don't have kids, it's like a ghost in your past that keeps coming and talking to you. And as you get older, you don't realize why don't I have tolerance for the things going on around me? And that's because you keep making deposits in that cup and eventually that cup overflows. It is not, it is not too late for you. It is not, there's nothing wrong with you putting up your hand and saying, I need help. Nobody's going to actually look at you and, and ostracize you or cast you out or label you as a lunatic or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, if you continue to wait too long, absolutely, people will give you some labels. But take control. Don't let whatever that, that thing is in the past, that skeleton in the closet, don't let that skeleton continue to beat you. Take control of it. Whoop that skeleton and get to your better life. There control. Before we get out of here, we want to remind you. Who's that, Jay? Yeah, I'm about to say Ti. Just you can see it just fly over his face. Like I don't even know what he's doing. Is he just making that jump out on his own? What is that? Well, uh, uh, what were you saying, Britt? Don't let him, don't let him cut you off. Like I was gonna say, don't let him, don't let him cut you off. Like <laughs> you can get connected. Rude. That's yes. rude. That's rude. At don't the Flagology <laughs> webpage, you can also get connected us, connected with us at uh, the 13th floor Facebook. Case said, "Don't let him have it, man. He better let him have it." You see, Instagram. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Play, whatever podcast station listening to. You and when you are on iTunes, on make it. sure you find out who sings "Control." Leave it in the comments for T.I. to feel extremely right. foolish. We cannot understand why he doesn't know yet another great moment know. in black history. But <laughs> it's not just him because the moderator doesn't know either. And that's why he's trying. Hey, listen, Faison, where we at with the, um, the 13th floor uh, shirts, man? We still got those in production so we can start giving these things away. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Pressure. 
13th comment left today is going to be a recipient of one of those Mr. Faison um, 13th floor shirts. And on the back, and on the on the back, it's going to say who sings and it the doesn't joke. count if you are one person that just like starts putting, <laughs> you know, one, does two, 12 three, comments. Four, <laughs> yeah. So we got what, what, what's the contest this week? So we got a 13th comment. We got what song is this? Control. 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 All right. Who sings that? That's what it is. Control. Yeah. Ooh, Can we get a little? Yeah. yeah. Gonna stop. Control. I don't believe we're, don't believe we're really doing this right now. What, what it wants. I don't really believe we're doing this right now. We're going. We're absolutely doing it, man. It's, it's the outtake. You could have made me change the the the. No, you know what? I, I, like, I, I think we should change 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 the who sang it to who produced it, which is even uh, more uh, important. Making them do work. It, it doesn't matter either way. They don't know. Control. Hey, Fresh, they you, can start the, you, you can start the exit music whenever. Oh, boy, the exit music this week's gonna be. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see some of his eyes looking down like control. Arkansas State. Control. Arkansas State. Look at me. There it is. Like, we are down here on the 13th floor. But the first street is always the best. But the you is amazing. Oh, baby. What's the dog that used to play basketball? He used to do that. Oh, yeah. Clippers, dude.